Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I'm Dalton Daldon here, joined by the newest add to the roster of hosts on the Yahoo Fantasy Forecast, the one and only Frank Schwab. You know, normally this season, you'll hear Scott Pianowski with Frank on Wednesdays, but Scott had an emergency to deal with today. We're wishing him all the best right now. Uh, seriously, everyone, uh, keep Pianow and his family in your thoughts. Hopefully, he'll be back next week, uh, and you just have to deal with me uh, briefly for this one episode. Later in the show, Frank and I will dive into our week one betting preview, the lines, the over-unders, all that good stuff. As always, odds are courtesy of our friends at BetMGM, and they've got a deal for this week. New BetMGM customers who bet $1 on Dallas-Tampa Bay and win $20 for every passing touchdown scored by either team in the game. Terms apply. Go to BetMGM.com slash Yahoo special to get started or use promo code SPORTSBOOK when making your first deposit. First of all, Frank Schwab, happy to, to be talking some football with you, man. Oh, my God. I, I, this is one of my unpopular takes, but I don't think it's that unpopular. I don't know if you're going to agree with me. I think week one of the NFL is maybe the second best week in the sporting calendar. Give me the first four days of March Madness. I'm not trying to step on that. But week one of the NFL is so great. All of our fantasy teams are 0-0. All of our future bets are live. We're going to win every single game we bet on all season. Every team has optimism. And it's just great. You get this kind of fire hose of new information that we're going to see on Sunday with all 14 games going on. A Monday night game, Thursday night game. I love week one. I think it is phenomenal. I think week one over Super Bowl Sunday. I honestly do. Oh, just because yeah. we get 16 games instead of one. I love week one. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm pumped up. I know this is the death knell for me to say this beforehand, but usually I find week one the easiest to bet on the games, too. I mean, there's so much mm-hmm. uncertainty. Just take the dogs and the lines tighten the deeper the the, the season goes. But again, I'll probably here comes a, a horrible week one uh, against the spread <laughs> for me. But yeah, I hear you. Everyone has hope. I'm excited. We're done finally drafting all of our fantasy teams. So I'm, I don't think that's controversial at all. Week one. And let me just briefly say last week I recorded this pod with P&L and I had to take a step away for a week. You stepped in and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. You Wally Pipp me so i'm, I'm going to be uh the first listener to listen to you and pnl for all the weeks to come but uh let's start right now schwab with uh, with some winners uh thursday night football the producers chose uh, unsurprisingly cowboys at tampa bay the bucks are seven and a half point favorites thursday night football over under 51.5 points frank how do you see the opener shaking out uh, you know i honestly uh... I hate to say this because this could come back and bite me. And it's like the 10th straight year I've kind of faded Tom Brady and his age a little bit. But are we too a little too excited about the Buccaneers now? Look, I get it. They won the Super Bowl. Everybody's back. 
This is still a team that did not win the NFC South last year. They were seven and five at one point. They got hot at the right time. All credit to the Buccaneers look great in the Super Bowl. But this is now the biggest spread on the board. And I don't get that necessarily. The Cowboys can score a ton of points. They are going to be better than they were last year. We, we know that. Their defense is a little bit better. Not great, but better. I, I don't know why this spread is so high. I don't, I don't like it over a touchdown. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think that they can stay in this game. At very least, they have some backdoor potential at the end because you know, you know we saw last year a few times in games that they fell behind. They're, they're just going to pass the ball every time. And I, I like to bet on that because you got Gallup, Lamb, Cooper, Jarwin. You got, you got guys who can get into the end zone for the backdoor cover. I'm all about the Cowboys in this game. I, not that I'm a, It's funny because I'm, I'm fading the Cowboys in a lot of my season-long stuff, win totals, whatnot. I like the Cowboys in this game. I just think we're a little too hyped up on the Buccaneers. I get it. Ring ceremony, banner, everybody's going to be fired up. They're a very good team. Continuity matters. But just the fact that it's over a touchdown, I'll take the Cowboys here. This does not deserve to be the biggest spread on the board. Right after I say take a dog to the uncertainty, I'm going to be a hypocrite. And I laid the points here. We're actually quite <laughs> quite opposite here uh, in both ways because I'm long on Dallas season long. A ton of Zeke, a ton of Dak, a ton of CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. And this is a little bit of a rough start, you know, uh, in Tampa outdoors and Zach Martin looking unlikely. I hear your concerns, though. I mean, Brady is 44 years old. Just because he made me look stupid last year doesn't mean the guy's never going to age. I mean, uh, but uh, I will just counter with you and say he was playing with a bum knee. Uh, the knee surgery right. is making yeah. him feel better. That last year was a weird truncated offseason. And now he like knows the playbook. Word is it's like night and day based on last year. Antonio Brown looks four to five years younger, they're saying. So I will I will note that Chris Godwin, uh, breaking news right before we started recording, limited with a quad injury. So something to pay attention to your fantasy lineups. And Antonio Brown would obviously be, he's probably a must start anyway, given this matchup. But I'm leaning Bucks. You're leaning Cowboys. Well, let me ask you this, though. So you would say don't use Tampa Bay and Survivor because pot odds right now, last Correct. I checked, the Niners were like three times the amount. And uh, even though the even though Tampa Bay had the highest spread. So but you would shy away because obviously Dallas's offense is, is explosive. I mean, would it shock anybody if Dallas came out and put up 40 points? Like I know Bucks, Bucks defense is great. I'm not saying that. But this Cowboys team has the, the potential to score a ton. I'm looking elsewhere in my Survivors Act, absolutely. And I want the extra couple of days, too, to mull on it and probably overthink it 100 times. But I probably, I, I'm probably going to end up probably on the Panthers for that, maybe, because they're a team you're probably not going to pick the rest of the year, but I like them first game against Zach Wilson. But that's a game we're going to get into later. No, I'm not on the Bucks for Survivor, for, of course. I, I think the Cowboys, look, anytime I'm going to take an underdog in the NFL, I think they gotta, they're going to have to have a chance to win. And I do think the Cowboys have that chance just because they're so explosive on offense. Look, we've, we've spent our fantasy season drafting all these guys in the first five, six rounds, you know, maybe seven or eight when it comes to Gallup. They, we, know the, we know their scoring potential here. I think Dak is just fine. Yeah, Zach Martin, that loss, it's not great. But I do think that they have the potential to, to turn anybody's lights out in any particular game just by scoring them. I, I would be on the over. I think that's the squarest play in the world to be on the over of a Cowboys game this year. But I'll take the over, but definitely Cowboys for me. I, you make good points on the Bucks. Can't lie. I, I wish we were on the same side because I hate being on a different side than you. But yeah, I'll be on the Cowboys this one. I'm with you on the over. And, you know, a couple, a few years ago, whatever, a handful of years ago, I lost a survivor on that opening Thursday night game and had the Pats. Oh. Jumped out to a big lead. And then the Chiefs yeah, and the cream hunt fumbled. Yeah. And, the, and that was an awful feeling to be out of your survivor before even the Sunday games in week one. So <laughs> let me tell you, it's a, that's never happened to me. Look, uh, I've lost a bunch in week one, but never a Thursday. Uh, night. Brutal. It doesn't get any worse than that. Any lower than that. All right. Next game. Browns at Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by six in a Sunday late game over under 53. I believe that's the high total on, on this week's slate. I want the Browns to prove it to me because, look, I, I, obviously I, I like the advanced stats, 
the Browns last year profiled as about an eight-win team. They were out in front of their skis a little bit at 11 and 5. I, and you say that, you know, a team got lucky and everybody gets mad at you. There's no luck. They won their 11 and 5. You are what your record says you are. But the Browns were really not a great team last year. They won a ton of close games. And I do think there's some regression coming. Now, can that regression be offset by Odell Beckham coming back, some additions on the defense? The defense is improving a little bit. Yeah, it can. But I don't like to go against the Chiefs in general. I know they struggled to cover the spread in the second half of last year. But I do believe this Chiefs team is going to be very motivated to come out and show the world, hey, this wasn't us in the Super Bowl. This is the first time they were embarrassed in in the Patrick Mahomes era. I think it's their first loss by more than six points. And I I just feel like this is going to be a refocused Chiefs team. I I really like that offensive line they've put together. I've gone back and forth a little bit on this one because I do understand the side with the Browns. I'm not... I'm not putting a mortgage payment or anything on the Chiefs, but I am leaning that way right now just because of the way the line looked in the preseason. I think they're going to come off firing, and I think the Browns are in for a little bit of regression. So I'm leaning the Chiefs as we speak. Yeah, I am leaning the Browns, but I do not feel strongly on this game at all. I will have a stronger opinion on on many more later. Uh, It's a good point. With their point differential last year did not suggest they should have won as many games with the Browns. But I am a believer in in Stefanski and the coaching. And uh, this is silly, but it is the ultimate uh, battling competing narratives with Andy Reid coming off the ultimate buy, the longest preparation, but also the Super Bowl loser hangover. But it should be a fun game. Nick Chubb, arguably the best running back in football right now. And I do like what's brewing in Cleveland. That defense looks uh, legit Mm -hmm. there, especially up front. But I I mean, I'm not betting my money against Mahomes coming off a loss at home. There, I, mean, I will it's- say this though: the one thing that does worry me is the playoff revenge angle. That I do believe in that. I, I think you know, NFL teams, it's a long grind, right? You're not getting up for every single game as much as we want th- these guys to. But this is a Browns team that their season ended in Kansas City last year. They've had a, <laughs> a long eight months to think about that. So I think that is in play too. That's one reason that I don't want to be too heavy on the Chiefs this week. Yeah, I can't wait to see Jadavian Clowney joining Miles Garrett on that line. Mm. Uh, should be a fun, fun one. Against that revamped Kansas City line. Uh, revamped, not a euphemism for, for get worse like Vegas. They revamped. Not every revamping is, is necessarily an improvement on the offensive line, but the Chiefs case, it should be. Um, all right, next game, Steelers at uh, Buffalo. Uh, the Bills are six and a half point favorites. Okay, so the last preseason game we saw Buffalo Bills, their first 18 plays in their two series, they ran a no-huddle shotgun every single play. They passed 17 out of 18 plays. And I a lot, look, a lot of things we see in August don't matter for the regular season. It's just teams screwing around or whatnot. I think this was Brian Dayball and Sean McDermott saying, we're going to play this way this year. We are going to open this thing up and Josh Allen's going to throw for 6,000 yards and we just don't care about the running game anymore. We're going we're gonna to play this thing like Mike Leach air raid. And that really intrigued me with the Bills, and it got me onto a lot of Josh Allen futures. Now, nah, look, I, I've had the discussion on Twitter with our friend Michael Salfino about what if you know Josh Allen misses games because he's not vaccinated. I get that, but I think the potential is there for Josh Allen to just have an amazing season. I'm on the Bills as my Super Bowl champion. I look growing up in the Michael Jordan era. I'm a sucker for hey, you got to lose to a team a couple times, then get over the hump. Uh, the Bills losing in the AFC Championship game and making the next step. I've fallen for that narrative already. I've got Bills tickets every way possible. I like the Bills. I like them in this game. I think that the TJ Watt thing is is really concerning to me. He didn't have a contract extension. He's been holding in, so to speak. Hasn't practiced with the team. We don't know. Look, TJ Watt's a beast, but I, I don't know that you can go a whole August without practicing once and have a full complement of game snaps on Sunday. If Watt's not in there, Stephen Tewitt's out. He's on the injured reserve for that defense. 
I think the Bills can really have their way. I, I think that not many teams are going to score a ton on the Steelers this year, but the Bills might. I think we're going to see Josh Allen throw. You know, I think they might throw 50 times and run at 10. I, I just think that that's going to be their MO all year. I'm on the Bills here. I think they're going to be really good all season. The minus six and a half doesn't bother me. I'll be on them. I'll be on the over. I just think the Bills are going to play the way they showed that last preseason game when they basically just said, we don't, it's 2021. We don't care about the run game anymore. We're passing this thing every down. I'm in. I love this. I can't wait to watch the Bills this season. I reluctantly took the points, uh, the new coach, hoping there's more play action in Pittsburgh. But man, uh, you bring up excellent counters. I mean, TJ Watt may miss this game. The Bills, this past craziness dated back to the second half of last season. They were the number one yeah. in pass rate all the second half last year. I think this is a thing. And boy, you like that as someone, you know, giving points too against the spread. If they and kept- I believe they won. Adult, I believe they won eight, nine, ten games in a row is to, if by double digits. I mean, right, when you talk about the- when they went past happy, they just said, whoa, it's actually better to pass than just to hand it off to Zach Moss. Wow, okay, let's let's keep doing this. I think they're just going to continue that. And that's the team you feel the most comfortable about giving points against the spread as a team that they actually Absolutely. do that, even in Absolutely. neutral. Because they, they were covering and covering and covering. You yeah. know what? I don't think I said this right. To be clear, in neutral situations, they were clearly the pass-happiest yeah. team of second half. I don't just mean like game game script dependent. I mean, they were just clearly calling the most. I picked them to win the AFC as well, so I'm I'm certainly not going to push back much here. Roethlisberger's an interesting player this year. Let's see, does he have anything left? Was it the coaching? Right. You know, I mean, he just refused well, to turn well, his. You know what? You know what, Dalton? This is killing me. That we're draft. Like I always go to back. We go back to fantasy. I play in a lot of leagues. I'm not as good as you, but hey, I love playing. But we're drafting Deontay Johnson high, Chase Claypool high, you know, Juju Smith Schuster high. We got Najee Harrison in the second round. We believe all these guys are going to be these thousand yard guys. But we think Ben Roethlisberger's dust? How, how could these two things match up? Either you think Roethlisberger has a little bit of something left in the tank or you're fading all these Steelers guys. I think Roethlisberger's going to be fine. I don't think he's going to be great. We we kind of forget that his last game, he threw for 500 yards in a playoff loss. I know that was an ugly game and it got out of hand and a lot of it was empty calories. But it's not like he can't throw them. This isn't 2015 Peyton Manning, I don't think. I think Roethlisberger's capable. It's just This is just more of a, I'm playing on the Bills and I'm playing against the Steelers. Maybe those guys are getting drafted too high, even though I think Chase Claypool's the real deal. Maybe it's Juju, because not only did they add, um, yeah. they, I mean, they they added Najee Harris, but the Steelers led the NFL in pass attempts last year. I mean, you're banking on a repeat there for that production. I mean, Claypool only ran 60% of his routes too. So I do worry maybe Juju is getting a little bit overdrafted, but Roethlisberger refused to turn his back to the defense run play. Actually, he had like three sacks the whole second half last year because he called hike and, you know, the ball was out. Going to be different this year with the new play, uh, new, uh, play callers. So something to pay attention to. And the Bills, you know, invested in all, all their, their draft picks in, in, in that defensive line. So should be a fun, another, another interesting matchup. Um, okay, this one doesn't make, well, yeah, sure. I, I'll call this one one that I feel better about. Cardinals are getting three points at Tennessee. Frank, uh, what, do you, what do you see on this one? The over-under is 51 and a half points. Yeah, I think I, the over is the one that I really am looking at because I, I don't believe in this Titans defense at all. I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're going to be very – they weren't very good last year. Don't rush your quarterback too well. They're, they're banking a lot on Bud Dupree being that guy, and I just don't know. So I think it's just going to be a shootout uh, all day. And I'll take the Titans. They're at home. They're a better team. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. But this isn't a game – this is a side I really feel comfortable on either way, really. I, I think – the Titans have the ability to put up a ton of points, and I think they will. You know, Tannehill's off the COVID list. You know, Derrick Henry's still there. I think Julio's going to be just fine. I, I think he's been even a little underrated, you know, coming into the season as far as totals and fantasy and all that kind of stuff. But 
I, you know, when you got a defense that bad and the Cardinals can score, obviously, I think Rondell Moore is going to be really, really good this year. I, I don't I don't love the Titans. I like the Titans, but I do love the over. I think this is going to be one of those. This could be the most fun game of week one, just because I think we could see both teams in the 30s easily. Yeah, no, I caught myself. I'm like, oh, this one's not as exciting, but it totally is. And I'm 100 percent with you on the over here. The pace should uh, go in our favor. J.J. Uh, Watt maybe makes the, the pass rush a little better there in Arizona. But man, pass rush is non-existent in Tennessee. That's why I like the points here. I thought originally I heard it was more like four or five, but three, the line sounds about right. But Arthur Smith to Todd Downing calling plays in Tennessee, I think could just be so, so dramatic that everyone is just not giving enough credit to. I do not have that team coming out of that division, even though there's no one I wanted to pick. Maybe those big three will just be stars. But Julio and and A.J. Brown have missed so much practice time. So I I think Arizona's a live dog there. So I'd take the points, but it'll probably end up just being a push with the Titans winning by a late field goal. Um, All right, next up. Yeah, I can say that. Chargers at Washington football team, uh, WFT plus one, getting, getting a point here, uh, over under 44.5. You know how, you know, the, you have your certain teams when you watch in college basketball and you love them. You can't wait to get them in the tournament, right? I'm going to bet these teams, Loyola, whoever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And then bracket comes out and they're met. They're two Every of them are up against each Every, other, right? Every, like, Every time. And this is the way I feel. This is like two of my children right here. I've been a... I'm one of the dopes that's on the Chargers every single year. I have every single ticket you could ever want for the Chargers. I'm way too optimistic on them every single year, and I'm doing it again. So I love the Chargers this year. But Washington might be my favorite team in the league as far as win totals, as far as betting them to win the division, as far as just everything you could bet on Washington football team. I'm in. I think this defense is the best in football. I think that their their front line is great. I think Chase Young is going to be defensive player of the year, and I got that ticket too. I think our offense is going to be so much better with Fitzpatrick. We Look, the Alex Smith story was awesome. Like, I, I rooted for him. Everybody was rooting for him. But the one thing about it is Alex Smith was not a very good football player last year. They, they had no offense at all. But yet they got all these toys, right? They got McLaurin. They, they have Gibson. They have Logan Thomas on his breakout at tight end. They added Curtis Samuel. I know he's dinged up. But I, I still think that with these weapons and Fitzy's just going to Fitz is just going to throw it. He he is going to push the ball downfield. I think he's a huge upgrade for them, even though I'm not as biggest Fitzy fan in the world. I think he could be good enough for this offense. And defense is great. I'm going Washington, although I just hate taking the chart, going against the Chargers and fading them. But again, another thing I do look at, it's a little bit outdated, but the whole West Coast team, East Coast early start time is in play. I do like fading the West Coast teams there. I think I'll be on Washington here, especially, you know, I'd be giving the point or taking a little bit less with the money line. I, I, I just like Washington this year. I think they win the NFC East easily. This is a team I really want to back most of the year. All right, nice. We're not different on every side here, it looks like, because I really like Washington in this game. Yeah, the 10 a.m. body clock game. I know LA's coaching it can pretty much go nowhere but up. But Joe Lombardi at <laughs> OC is a question mark still um, still there. Justin Herbert quietly got 6.6 YPA over the final nine games last year. I don't know. Maybe their game film on him as well. And now he has to deal with – I know their offensive line looks improved. But, yeah, I, put, I picked uh, Miles Garrett to win Defensive Player of the Year. But Young was my runner-up. I was really close. So I'm with mm-hmm. you there. And I'm skeptical if Brian Fitzpatrick can last the whole, you know, 18 weeks. Is that what it is? But playing right now, yeah, what team had a bigger upgrade at quarterback? It might be Washington. Biggest upgrade at quarterback. So Fitzpatrick in this game at home and getting the points. Man, the Chargers continue to get some respect on the line. So I like Washington here. Next up, I actually like this one too. We'll see if we uh, differ. Dolphins at New England. The Patriots are three-point favorites over under 43 points. What say you, Frank Schwab? You know, Don, you're, you're a sharp guy, so you're probably going to you mold my bet here because I don't know. I Look, I'm, I think I'm on the Dolphins. I, I like the Dolphins roster, and I've been 
a Tua supporter all offseason, and I know that's crazy, and I'm maybe being a contrarian, but I think everybody jumped off his bandwagon way too soon. I Last year, he's dealing with the hip injury, which we all know is a terrible injury. He has Fitz looking over his shoulder the whole time. He's in an offense that really didn't fit his skill set. And I know a lot of people made a big deal about the whole I didn't know the playbook quote, but it was a weird offseason, and whether he should have known the playbook or not, I think he does this year. I think he's learned from that mistake. I think he's he's ready to go. And they're, the offense around him is very, very good now. I think they've added some guys. Will Fuller's not going to be there in week one, but I think once he gets added, they're going to be good. And I think they're going to be good enough in this game. I, I do like the Patriots, though. It's hard to go against Belichick. It's hard to go against Bill when he's had this much time against a young quarterback. But he has a young quarterback of his own. Brian Flores is a great defensive coach. I'm just kind of, it's one of those games where I'm like, I can't pick a side, so I'm just going to take the points of Miami. But I'm interested to see what you have to say about this because you might change my mind. Yeah, I will say, I don't think this line is mispriced by any means whatsoever, but I'm really buying into what the Patriots are doing. This front seven against this Miami offensive line looks like the biggest mismatch maybe in week one. I have Damian Harris as a top 12 fantasy back this week. I, I Brian Flores is one of the best coaches in football, and that scares me. Um, no Will Fuller in this game, but also no Gilmore. I like I think New England's defense is a real deal. Mac Jones is plenty solid enough. I love Jacoby Myers, and I think they're just going to run it down opponents' throats. I think Harris and Stevenson, um, and they cover the three points here. But I've been wrong plenty of times before. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Hey, this is this is one of those games that it's just week one, but this is going to have some serious playoff implications by week eighteen. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I, I mean, I love Tua. All the reports of Tua, by the way, have been just very, very positive in the offseason. and he maybe it just took another year from the from that serious hip surgery. You know, I mean, Waddle looks like an interesting connection. So yeah, Waddle really cheap in DFS too, and with again no Will, no Will Fuller there, so an interesting option. Packers at. The Saints, but not in New Orleans. This is a neutral site in Jacksonville. New Orleans is getting four points over under one of the higher of the weeks at 50 points. What do you think, Frank? Well, you've come to maybe my favorite game of the week. There's one other I might like a little more. But, okay, so the Green Bay Packers were three-point favorites when the game was going to be at the Superdome, correct? And the one thing that kept me from betting this the whole time was I worried about the Superdome. That is one of the... Still, home field advantages in sports. That crowd gets loud. It's a tough place to play. You know, the, the whole, get the whole New Orleans distraction tonight. But for whatever it is, New Orleans is great at home. They're not a team I like going against at home. So I was like, I don't know that I really want the Packers. Then they, you know, the whole hurricane thing happens. They move the game. And I expected it. Look, you remove home field advantage. I, I think we both would agree that New Orleans has no home field advantage in Jacksonville. There's Even though they're kind of the designated home team. There's no edge there. There's not going to be Saints fans in Jacksonville. So you remove the home field advantage, what I should think is, along with maybe Seattle and Kansas City, the biggest in the NFL, and the point spread only moves up one point. The Packers are minus four. Give me the Packers all day here. I think that adjusting to Jameis, I think that that's a big deal for the Saints. Obviously, no Michael Thomas. This is just an adjustment period for the Saints. I don't love that there's no Bakhtiari for the Packers. He's one of the most valuable guys in the NFL. He's a left tackle, but he is that valuable. He's one of probably the top 25 players in the NFL. That does worry me. Everything else screams Packers to me. I think that, you know, and we talk about distractions a lot in a way that we don't need to be talking about distractions. Like, oh, they signed this player. It's going to be a huge distraction in the locker room. That, That doesn't happen. These guys are pros. But when you have to displace your whole family, your whole life, and move because of a hurricane, that, my friend, is a distraction. That is a legitimate life distraction. I don't know how the Saints could be totally focused on football in this game. They lose their home field advantage. They're not going to be at home at all in set, not one home game in September. 
I'm all about the Packers here. I'm shocked the line only moved to four. I thought it was going to be six, maybe six and a half. It's only four. Give me the Packers all day because I don't got to worry about that Superdome crowd. I took the points, but I'm in no way running to the table here. You're, I, there's so much uncertainty with this side. I mean, I think it was Cousin Sal who said there's this Florida pocket of Packer fans that maybe show up there, and it might be even 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 a Packers home field advantage there. Oh, it should be, yeah. yeah. Being, being from Wisconsin, now, it's almost like I, I assume a lot of people in Wisconsin are like, well, I can't get tickets to Lambeau, but what's a flight to Jacksonville? Right, I right. think there's going to be a ton of Packers fans there. Yeah, so I think the Drew Brees to Winston switch, or at least last year's Drew Brees, may be more neutral. Speaking of neutral, uh, than people anticipate, I saw some real nerd deep dive saying that the EPA on his interceptions suggests that he really throws them in lower leverage situations. We all laugh at the pick sixes, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm remaining a little bit agnostic about the Winston situation there. And I love Alvin Kamara and fantasy, the situation with, with Winston winning the job and Michael Thomas out. And that offensive line is arguably the best in football. And we've seen Green Bay, you know, get gashed by the run in the past. So I think this Green Bay's defense is not really good enough to give up more than a field goal against a, a good team like Saints in neutral field. But again, for me, this is not one that I'm like itching to bet on. Um, all right, so the, the final of our marquee matchup, Sunday night, Bears at L.A. The Rams are seven and a half point favorites over under 44 and a half points. What do you think, Frank? Why would you bet the Bears? I get it. Like, it's the NFL. We get surprised all the time. But is there anything that really gets you excited about the Chicago Bears right now? I I can't come up with one good reason Andy Dalton starting this game. Not one. Like, why? You, you, you're not a contender like the San Francisco 49ers are. You know that Justin Fields is a better player. Right now, right right now, Justin Fields is a better player than Andy Dalton. And this is nothing against Andy. He's had a great career, but he's in that backup phase of his career. Andy Dalton is a guy who, hey, our starter went down for three weeks. Andy's just fine to throw in there. He is not a guy you want to start. I don't know what Matt Nagy is doing. I think this is just, it's a weird, like, he must have promised him this back in March when they signed him, and he doesn't want to go back on that. But you know what? The don't promise him that in, in March. That's your problem. I, I am very anti-Bears right now until they make the quarterback switch. Their offensive line has looked absolutely terrible. Their defense hasn't even looked that good. I don't know why I would take the Bears here. I, I don't like having to give the hook here. I don't love seven and a half. I, uh, of course, I wish this was like a you know six and a half or something. But I think there's a perfect teaser. Everybody in the world is going to be teasing the Rams. Everybody. You're going to get... You're going to take that six points on the teaser, move you know, past seven, four, and three, all the way to, down to one and a half. I think there's a screaming teaser value. I'll have those teasers. And if the Bears, look, at the Bears do it to me, that's fine. And the Rams might even be my, my survivor pick because I just don't see a path for the Bears to win this game. The Rams are excited about Matthew Stafford. I'm not big on them season long. I think that San Francisco is a much better team in that division. That I know you like hearing that. Mm-hmm. But... I, I think that I think the Rams in this spot, this is all Rams to me. I, I have no reason. I just can't get behind up. You can't tell me a path where I would feel comfortable betting the Chicago Bears on Sunday night. An upset would be such carnage, though. You're right. Everyone chasing their Sunday losses earlier in this, everybody, on this teaser. And, and I think, like I said, last I checked, it was around 30% of the of the picks in Survivor were on the Rams. So, uh, you know, I want to hold my nose and take the points, but I, it's tough. You're right. How do you talk yourself into it? Especially when I, I really, I've been saying, I bet Justin Fields takes over at halftime. I know that's not a great situation to take over, mm-hmm. but Andy Dalton might be that bad. Like, this is Deshaun Watson. This is yeah. Deshaun Watson. His yeah. rookie with the Texans. 
it's like halftime, they were like, well, what? Tom Savage, no, get out of here. I can see the same thing happening. And what do you have to lose if you're down 20? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, Fields, you get beat up by Darnold, but it's like they're down 20, pressure's off. You know, it's, I mean, you know, it's a a blowout anyway. So I could see that happening. Um, And and the the Bears' defense has taken such a step back too. So I'm certainly not going to push back with you there. And for fantasy managers, uh, the the key here will be, well, what will be Sony Michelle's usage? Uh, Might be a slow, you know, learning the playbook, but how he and Henderson are are, are used will definitely be of, of note. Uh, all right, to the lightning round, speed round. Some still some interesting games, man. I'm excited. Football's back. It doesn't matter what the matchups, but some sweet good one, stuff. baby. Everything's sure. exciting. Everything's due. For sure. Eagles getting three and a half at Atlanta over under 48. This is probably the most confusing game on the board to me. I I, I dislike both teams. So how could I be excited? I don't want to take the Eagles on the road. I don't want to take the Falcons giving more than a field goal. How? I don't know. If you have a lean, I am more than willing to listen to it. This is not a game I'll have any action on whatsoever. Yep, I held my my nose and took the points. I'll just say some quick sure. fantasy stuff. Jalen Hurts, I always say his name wrong. 26 bucks in Yahoo DFS, man. I love the setup here indoors. The Falcons, mm-hmm. remember, Falcons quietly allowed the second fewest rushing yards to running backs last year. They were like crazy stingy against the ground. So I think I think there's going to be a lot of Jalen Sunday, and I, I like him. And Arthur Smith's Kyle Pitts unleashed. Let's see what happens. You know, I mean, how, I mean, he's been hiding him so much, man. I've been on, on the Pitts bandwagon, so I'm so excited to see what happens there with Arthur Smith. Um, I, uh, I uh, held my nose and took the points there with the Eagles, but Oof. who knows? I mean, who knows? Their, their offensive line looks much improved, though. But yeah, that's a, that's a tough one against the spread. Um, Vikings, uh, they are giving three their road favorites in Cincinnati over under 48 points. Uh, how does Joe Burrow not have some rust? Right. He took three snaps. He threw one pass that was dropped. It was a quick screen to make sure he didn't get hit. I don't know how you can take the Bengals here. I, I think the Vikings are going to be much improved. I have a ticket on them to win that division. Just as, just the odds say it. I think the turmoil in Green Bay might bring them back to the pack a little bit. The Vikings are going to be better as long as like COVID doesn't hit in the next you know few days with that team. I think the Vikings are a really good play here just because, look, Joe Burrow's a good player. But we don't just because he's back on the field doesn't mean he's back. We don't know that he's going to be the same guy. This is a very serious knee injury he suffered. The offensive line's not a ton better. I, I don't know how you could take the Bengals here and feel good about it. I think they're going to be rusty coming out the gate. Give me the Vikings all day. Yeah, maybe it's the sucker side, the road favorite, but I'm with you. I mean, Trey Waynes is out for Cincinnati. No no revenge game there. The Vikings defense is the stone minimum in Yahoo DFS, just $10. Mike Clay, yeah. Mike Clay, he grades all the units just using like PFF grades, not like a subjective view. He has the Vikings as the number two defense in football entering the year. So, wow. I mean, facing wow. that Cincinnati offensive line. They're going to be a lot better, for sure. I mean, facing mm-hmm. that uh, Cincinnati offensive line, good luck. I mean, it, you know, it looks pretty pretty good there. All right, my 49ers, uh, seven and a half point favorites in Detroit, uh, over under 46. It, okay, we're talking about teasers, right? Who wasn't going to have this game on a teaser? The <laughs> 49ers minus one and a half, right? Like, somebody's going to screw up this, this easy teaser for us. I don't think it's the 49ers, but I will say... I just hate the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't think we've talked about it. I know I've heard your Brandon Ayuk love a lot of times, but I don't know how you feel about Garoppolo and Lance. I know he's got the chip in his finger and that might might preclude any change, but if I'm the 49ers, I just go with the kid. He's better. He's got the higher upside. And everybody talks about Jimmy like, well, he's the safe option. Is he really? Jimmy's, Jimmy Garoppolo is not exactly immune to turnovers either. Like he could turn it over without any upside. I think he's just a low A dot really bland the offense isn't doing anything type of quarterback i think the lions are gonna be fired up i 
I don't want to have any Lions. I don't really trust them at all. I don't trust Dan Campbell, even though he's 10 times better than Matt Patricia. I guess, you know, some of my pools where I got to pick every game against the spread, I'll probably be on the Lions as the home dog more than a touchdown. But this isn't a game I'm, I really want to have any interest in. I laid the wood, but I'm, I'm a homer. And how dare the producer put this under the lightning round? Come on, Brett. Uh, this should be a marquee <laughs> matchup if I've ever seen marquee. one. Ford um, Fields be rocking. No doubt. Rocking for the Jared Goff era. To Trey Lance, we may not know because of this chipped finger situation what Shanahan's true plans were. And maybe news will break by the time you hear this. But one thing I will say about that is you brought up an interesting point about the turnovers. Uh, as much as I love Garoppolo, he even has a bobblehead in the background of this video uh, behind me. Um, his tr- he, he throws too many interceptions. And Trey Lance, I know, is against weak competition in, in two years ago. But his turnover rate, he was like the least turnover-prone player in college. That's like one thing he was really, really good at. Or he's good at a few things. Um, but uh, yeah, that's obviously, when, when, he, when he sees the field is the biggest story here. DeAndre Swift looks good to go. And one other final note. Um, you know, everyone's talked about Jamar Chase's struggles in preseason. But Penny Suell, quiet. Yeah. Quietly yes, struggled yes. mightily as well. And those are the, you know, the big decision who to take there. So I don't know him against Bosa unleashed and D Ford is just house money, man. The Niners wrote him off uh, a year ago. D Ford is back and looking good. Nick Bosa. Oh man, that D line could be good, but talk to me in a month from now and half the team's going to inevitably be on the IR. Um, we, move, <laughs> we move to the Seahawks at uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Seahawks are two and a half point favorites over under 48.5 points. I, you know, I believe the Colts are two and a half point favorites when this opened back in May. What's really changed, honestly? Like, what what is what has really led to a five point switch? I know it looked like Wentz was going to be out, but no, he's going to probably play. Quentin's going to be back. Quentin Nelson's going to be back too. I, I just why are the Colts all of a sudden this five point switch? Again, the Seahawks are a very good team. I like them. I'm so stubborn on the Colts, though. This is a team who I really wanted to love in the offseason. I I was I had them really, really high in my initial power rankings. They had a terrible August. I can't lie about that. All the COVID stuff, all the injuries, everything that bad that could happen to a team happened to the Indianapolis Colts. But they're going into week one without a ton of this really on their on their minds. As long as Wentz plays, like T.Y. is going to be out. Oh, okay, that's that's not the biggest deal in the world anyway, the 2021 version of T.Y. Hilton. I like the Colts here as a home dog. I'm just going to be stubborn on them. I'm going to be stubborn on the Colts. I had them to win the division. I thought they could even go to a Super Bowl this year. I wrote about it in depth in my team preview. I don't know. I backed off that a little bit. But still, for this game, I don't think this line move is justified. I, I think that... The same team that we thought the Colts would be back in May when the lines were released by BetMGM, it's pretty much the same team we're going to get on Sunday. I'm going to take them and, and just feel like I'm getting a little bit bonus with the two and a half points. This is easily my my biggest stay away game. I marked the Seahawks, but you may have even tucked me out of it just talking there. I don't like it at all. I have Shane Waldron there with with I hate betting against Russell Wilson, and I do like fading Wentz. Uh, who who knows how hundred percent he is? But you're right. I mean, the Colts are good, good foundation, well coached, you know, good offensive line really at good. home, well, you know. Yeah. And, and and I'm all in on Jonathan Taylor, man. I'm not worried about any split. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marlon Mack is like behind uh, Wilkins, by the way. The last report, so I think Taylor's going to get all the touches he can handle. He's the game's next super duper star. So yeah, oh, hey. You're, you talk, hey, I'm Wisconsin, baby. I'm Wisconsin. Oh, he, yeah, dude, he's the real deal. I, yeah, you know, I don't got to tell you. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm not going to push back on that one. Uh, okay, Jets, uh, they are at Carolina. The Panthers are five point favorites over under 45. I, can I just do the shrug emoji for this one? Because who knows about these two teams? I'm, I'm not huge on the Panthers. But I do think they can exploit the Jets' cornerbacks. Those cornerbacks are bad. That is one thing the Jets are going to have to figure out in the offseason. We knew this was a multi-year rebuild, though. But Zach Wilson's a great in the preseason. I'm a believer in their rookie class. I think they've added a lot of talent. 
I think that they could do some things. But I mean, if you had making me take one side or the other, probably take the Panthers, Sam Darnold revenge game, whatever that's worth. I, I just think the Panthers can can get some explosive plays against that Jets secondary, and that's probably why I'm going to end up picking them on my pools and whatnot. But as far as a bet goes, I, I don't know about either of these teams. So this is one of those games I'm just going to be watching and trying to learn, you know, what either of these teams are bringing to the table this season. Yeah, I held my nose and took the points. I've, I've been skeptical of Zach Wilson, but he's looked so, so good in the preseason, albeit against, you said it, the Jets cornerbacks, and then, you know, back up some preseason. It's going to be interesting to see how he how he fares when the bullets start flying. I mean, Tony Romo called him, like, top three upside or something. I mean, that was eye-opening. Uh, Elijah Moore, I will say, just 12 bucks in Yahoo DFS. Definitely uh, inter- mm-hmm. interesting there, man. I'm buying all the preseason hype there. Uh, but this is definitely a tough one. Just the shrug emoji was a perfect explanation. Next up, Jacksonville are three-point favorites. The one in 15 Jacksonville Jaguars. Three-point road favorites in Houston over under 45 points. All right. Now we get to my favorite game on yeah, the betting board that I do not want to watch at all because this might be the two worst teams of football. But betting is betting, and you're going to put a spread on this. Look, we spent all August talking about how bad the Jaguars were, and we laughed about Urban Meyer, and it's all justified. But the Houston Texans are the worst team in football. And they might be the worst team in football by a wide, wide, wide margin. I have a ton of bets on them that have the worst record in the NFL this year. I don't think I've ever bet a team to go under four in my life, but I did it with the Texans. This team might have the worst offense in football, the worst defense in football, and a rookie head coach. They're bad. This roster is not NFL worthy. With Deshaun Watson out of the mix now, he's not going to play week one. Tyrod Taylor's already now as a starter. Who is the Houston Texans' best player? Is it Brandon Cooks? Is it Laramie Tunsil? Is it Justin Reed? Like, these are the guys, these are the foundation guys for the Houston Texans. And there was a quote that Urban Meyer had, I think it was before their second preseason game, maybe maybe after a second, where he basically said, I hate playing at the snail's pace in the preseason. I hate being so vanilla and not being able to show anything. I just hate the preseason. And maybe I don't know what, what kind of games Urban's playing, but I do kind of believe that they've held everything in the bag. They're not showing anything in the preseason. That's part of the reason they look so bad. And once we get to the regular season, you're going to see a different pace from them. You're going to see a different playbook from them. I think Jacksonville, and I, I, I'm a huge believer in Trevor Lawrence. We saw it in the third preseason game. We saw the talent there. They have LaVisca. They have, I think Jark is probably pretty much so questionable for this game, but they have Marvin Jones. They have explosive weapons. James Robinson's a good running back. I think their defense has improved with the free agents they've added. I don't think the Jaguars are terrible. I think they're bad, but they're not terrible. I think Houston Texans are going to be terrible. And this is the probably the last time you are going to be able to bet against the Houston Texans, only giving three points. Give me Jacksonville all day. It's a game I've been on all offseason. I'm not backing off. It's my number one game on the board, Jacksonville Jaguars, because it is just a fate of the Houston Texans. I love the conviction. No pushback here. I'm with you on the Texans under this season, too, even though it's so low with the extra game they're, they're, added. They're but awful. Uh, yeah, awful. I mean, it's and then they're going to even go maybe younger, you know, uh, Davis Mills and, and trade Brandon Cooks the second half, too. That's why Nico, yeah. Nico Collins, a deep sleeper, he could emerge and just get all this crazy garbage yeah, time like stats the second half. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Urban Meyer, but I do believe, yeah. I Neither mean, do I. I that's the problem. I don't trust Urban. Like, as I've said many times, I think I said it again today, I wrote it somewhere in Power Rankings or something. What has Urban Meyer done in eight months that gives you any confidence he could be an NFL head coach? Anything, any move, any, any quote, anything. There's nothing. I, oh, yeah, it, it does worry me to back Urban. I'm not going to lie to you there. Fall into Trevor Lawrence. It's the only thing he did. And even then, he made him compete with it. He made him compete with so many <laughs> yeah, trades like two days later. Like, well, come on, come on, Urban. And if you, if you really read into that more, too, he tra- gave him away for a six-round pick. Gardner Minshew is absolutely one of the best backup quarterbacks. Very valuable property. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, and he, he gave him away because he was like a little too like 
competitive or something. Like you gave him away to an old coaching uh, buddy. I mean, it's just, super, uh, Lawrence is weird, man. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Urban Meyer is, 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah, How, and urban, he had just the, incredible, the be but incredible college success. I'm not a college guy at all, but I mean, you date back to Alex Smith and then Ohio State and you just, everyone, you look at the number one offense. I mean, I don't know, obviously recruiting had a lot to do with it, but it's wild right. how, how the, the, what he's done his collegiate career and what he's looked like with his right. first nine but like months. Like you said, I, I mean, you talk about recruiting and everybody's like, oh, Urban just had the best players. Well, yeah, he did at Florida and Ohio State, but how do you explain Utah? How do you explain right. Bowling Green? Right. He won there too. He's a good, he's a, he is a great X's and O's college football coach. I don't know if that's going to translate. And it might translate on Sunday. We might look up and say, hey, you know what? Urban pulled the okie doke on right. us in August. Like, it, they didn't show nothing in the preseason. At least that's what I'm banking on. And I, it's mostly, like I said, just fading this awful, awful Texans team, which probably should be relegated at some point. All right. Two more games. A uh, c- couple of interesting, uh, interesting ones. Broncos at New York Giants. They are giving two and a half points. The over-under is 42 and a half. I think I'm the only person in the world on the Giants, right? Like, this is like, you know, those like stature on popular internet opinion, like on Twitter, like that, that would be mine. I'm on the Giants. I, I don't know. I just don't trust the Broncos. I don't trust that coaching staff. I don't trust Teddy. I'm kind of into the Giants being a little better than I, I think that everybody else thinks they are. I haven't given up on Daniel Jones. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback or anything, but I think he'd be functional. And I think they put a lot of pieces around him. And I know Kenny Galladay said they're going to start slow, and they really might. This Broncos defense is very, very good. I, I, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, not taking out a loan to, to bet on the Giants or anything, but I am on the Giants. I think that they are the right side here at home, home underdog. I just don't trust the Broncos, really. I don't trust them as a road favorite. I can't get behind it. And I know everybody in the world's on the Broncos, but that's okay. Uh, sometimes you got to be, sometimes got to be against the crowd. And, and this is one of those times because I'll be on the Giants. That's probably the right side. You said the public's all over the Broncos. I mean, home dogs, Giants. I am the sucker. I'm taking the Broncos because I'm I'm just buying into them. Um, you mentioned the no Kenny Galladay and both coaching I, I question here, but I talked about Mike Clay's defensive grades. Uh, he, his number one unit is the Broncos. And yeah, I, I, I think, heard that, yeah. I, I think it's justified. It's justified. I think Bridgewater's a real nice upgrade there. His on-target percentage is such a difference for Jerry Judy, who I rank disgustingly high in fantasy, man. I settled on him as a top 15 guy. He was sixth in air Ooh. yards, sixth in air yards as a rookie. I know Sutton's back, but sixth in air yards. You command that as a rookie and now the quarterback upgrade i'm just i just think his route running's fire and i just think he's the next star so um yeah i, I took the broncos here but i think the savvy side's probably your your angle and then finally monday night uh baltimore ravens at the raiders i almost said oakland but uh la i mean the vegas is so the top five uh, hottest price tickets in in football this year obviously number one average price tom brady's return to new england numbers two through mm-hmm. five all vegas games Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be I, the place is, to be, man. So what do you think of this one? And, and I think this is one of those games where the Raiders – look, I don't think the, this is going to be a road crowd type of game. I think the Las Vegas has waited so long for this that – you know, I one of the few preseason bets I made was the Raiders' first home game. They played Seattle. I thought if there's one preseason game where a team's going to be actually fired up to play, it's the first Las Vegas game in front of fans. They ended up covering pretty easily. And the same thing applies there for a game week one. Monday Night Football at home, the first time the Las Vegas fans get to see the Raiders in a game that counts, that crowd's going to be awesome. John Gruden does start seasons well the last two years. They faded down the stretch, but they've started well. And I think the Ravens, you know, the J.K. Dobbins injury followed right up by the Justice Hill injury. Marquise Brown's been banged up. Rashad Bateman's on IR. They've just dealt with a lot on offense. 
I love the Ravens as like this long-term stock. You know, they're, they're going to keep gaining in value. They're going to be, you know, 11, 12 wins by the end of the year. I still believe they're going to win the division. But coming out the gate, I think it might be a little slow. I'm all about the Raiders here. I'm all about the Raiders getting the four and a half at home. I wish I would have taken it earlier because the line keeps going down. I think people see the value in the in the home home dog here. Raiders are good. That, that crowd is going to be unbelievable. I've been to that stadium already, and it is phenomenal. It is a great stadium. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere on there the first Monday night. It, I think it's going to be, you know, some games, you know, when teams come in, when whatever road team comes in, it's going to be a big destination for fans, right? I'm buying tickets to the Raiders game. We're going to go out to Vegas for the weekend. I don't think that happens this week. I think it's all Raiders season ticket holders have been waiting a long, long time for this. Raiders are going to have a great home crowd. I, I, I'm all about the Raiders, I, at very least to cover, and I might pick them straight up. Yeah, I've only got, I have driven by it when my cabbie took me the more expensive route along the freeway. And it looks, it looks so <laughs> got nice. Tunneled. Got yeah, tunneled. Yeah, it looks so nice. The black, oh, it's, it looks, yeah, it's going to be quite the scene for oh, sure. Awesome, yeah. no, no doubt about it. I'm fittingly going to finish with two road favorites like a donkey here. And you're on the right side of these last two, no doubt. Um, I just think drafts and the free agency is catching up to this. Uh, Vegas franchise. I mean, people are leaving left and right. It's weirdness going on. Um, I I talked about their quote-unquote revamped offensive line in the offseason got much, much worse. And and the Ravens, who have their own obvious injury issues themselves. But um, it's probably the right side to be four-and-a-half-point home dog on Monday Night Football. First home game going crazy. I can can certainly see the angle there. But um, good times, Frank, man. I had a lot of fun. Now I'm like really upset. I don't get to do this every week. Hey, I I, I can't wait for Scott to get back. But yeah, man, I I enjoyed I've 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 actually second guessed a lot of my bets just in this last you know hour we've been talking because I respect your opinions and I gotta go back to the I gotta go back and look I gotta go go back and think about the Patriots some more think about some, maybe maybe getting on board with the 49ers a week one it, look week one it's everything's new all these th- we're gonna be like by Monday morning we're minds blown we can't believe this happened we can't believe this team we can't believe this player I love week one man I can't I am, I'm so fired up now I wish it was Sunday. No, man. Great talking with you. And I'm excited, too. And we're crazy people doing this on a Tuesday, too, picking the spread here. Everyone needs to understand it's a little wild to make to have a solidified opinion this beginning, uh, this early in the week. But uh, good, good stuff, Frank. Uh, thanks for joining me. And, and, and certainly, hopefully, Pianowski is back with you uh, next week. Um, we've got two brand new podcasts at Yahoo Sports. Charles Robinson is hosting our new NFL podcast, You Pod to Win the Game. Give that a listen. And Frank, you're hosting a new daily betting pod, Yahoo Sportsbook daily that premieres on thursday subscribe to both wherever you get podcasts i'm at dalton Beldon. that's at yahoo schwab check us out on twitter at yahoo fantasy i'll actually be back with matt Harmon tomorrow until then we are out 